1: This is an NBC News special report. Here's Savannah Guthrie.
2: Good morning, everyone. 10 a.m. in the east, 7 a.m. in the west, and 3 p.m. in the afternoon in the United Kingdom. And this is the scene in Edinburgh, Scotland, where a hearse carrying the coffin of Queen Elizabeth II is making a slow journey. From the official palace in scotland to st giles cathedral where later today there will be a service honoring her king charles iii and the other senior royals his brothers and sisters are behind that casket as they make this solemn procession down what's known as edinburgh's royal miles a passage that at times is as narrow almost as a sidewalk and as you can see from those images is thronged with people shoulder to shoulder packed packed in to see a glimpse a final glimpse of queen elizabeth as she makes a slow journey that will culminate in her return to london tomorrow i want to turn to nbc's keir simmons who's been watching these events with me and uh, these are long days for the royals king charles started his day here in london where he addressed a joint session of parliament for the very first time as king
3: That's right, Savannah. We are watching history both in the Royal Mile there in Scotland after a morning of democracy here in London in an equally historic venue, the the Palace of Westminster, Westminster Hall. Westminster Hall, 900 years old, and members of Parliament, uh, lawmakers (laughs) gathered there, 900 of them, to hear the king speak and to speak to him about uh, their love for the queen. Uh, one quote from that moment that uh, I thought really was uh, touching, that the speaker of the House of Commons saying, deep as our grief is, we know your grief is deeper. And we think of those words uh, as we watch the king and Princess Anne and Prince Andrew and Prince Edward walk slowly behind their mother's coffin because this week and in these days we are seeing the interweaving of royalty and history and politics and a very personal story for these members of the royal family for whom of course uh, this is more uh, than just a a constitutional moment It, it it is a moment of grief for them both private and public and in that meeting today in that hall today in westminster savannah we saw british democracy in full color because it was a gathering that saw a king who agrees to do as he is told by the elected people of this this country while at the same time they agree to let him be the head of state it's an extraordinary thing the british on. Un- Uh, unwritten constitution, Uh, there is nothing that says that the king cannot uh, demand powers back, but he doesn't, and and, and that is uh, why it works. And and it has been hard fought. The streets that you're looking at now in Scotland have seen their share of royal turmoil, of of bloodshed, Uh, hundreds of years uh, in which the agreements that uh, make this pomp and pageantry so important were forged, hard fought because that hall where the King spoke this morning here in London is the same place where King Charles I was was put on trial. Uh, Hard fought because of the tensions that we have seen through the years between England and Scotland. All of these things in in people's minds. Uh, As we watch a queen who managed to make it all okay, a queen who, who managed to find that balance. And she did that by dedicating herself to the United Kingdom, uh, to her people, and her people now, as we watch, showing their love for her, their respect for her, and, and dedicating themselves to her. One last week.
2: It's important to remember that history, Kira. As we watch these scenes unfold, especially for our American viewers who may not be as familiar as you certainly are with that history and the fact that that coffin, when it gets into St. Giles Cathedral a little later this morning, will have the Scottish crown placed upon it. And later today, King Charles will address the Scottish Parliament. And Keir alluded, Wilfred Frost, to a long and often bloody history. Uh, And to, to have this moment, you know, when can't take that for granted it was not uh, a a given that it would result in this scenario
1: no i mean many many centuries ago of course it the the kings and queens of uh, scotland and england would clash uh, on the battlefield and weirdly today even when the first minister of scotland nicholas sturgeon who will be there today both in St Giles Cathedral and then, of course, in Scottish Parliament, leads the Scottish Nationalist Party. She wants to separate Scotland from the rest of the United Kingdom, but confirmed earlier this year and indeed uh, in an interview with Sky News uh, earlier today that if that were to happen, they would still keep the Queen and her descendants, now the King, as their head of state, much like, say, Canada and Australia did. So in an odd kind of way, the crown is almost a unifying figure in a way that many century, centuries ago it was the opposite. And I think behind the added level uh, of pomp and ceremony uh, going on in Scotland today is, is perhaps a, a little nod towards some of that. The the king will tour all four nations, but uh, only in Scotland will the coffin be there as well. Uh, And this extra level of commitment is great to see uh, in Scotland. The second most populous, of course, of the four nations of England. And we've uh, just had a
2: a good vantage point of King Charles, his sister Anne, his brothers Edward and Andrew, as they process. NBC's Tom Yamas is in Edinburgh, has walked this mile uh, before this day. And it's my understanding that In the motorcade, are members, other senior members of the royal family, including Prince William.
0: Yes, it's quite the scene, Savannah, and and it's interesting. As we watch these live pictures, I'm struck how the sun almost seems to be following the Queen's hearse, right? And then in the shadows of these medieval buildings through Edinburgh, is happening this procession all the people that have come out like i said more than were out yesterday people pouring over staircases Alert. and it's the young it's the old it's parents it's been incredible as a reporter to watch the the amount of children that have come out here to hollywood house the palace but also there on the procession route as well to pay their respects and, and and their nine-year-olds their 10-year-olds they they don't know the queen as well as some of the other people but it's great to watch them and then people who are in their 70s and 80s who have come out here and waited for hours savannah you know these people have waited so long to witness this moment and when I when I speak to them and I ask them you know is it worth it because you, you only get a few seconds to, to watch uh, the coffin pass by and to see King Charles. And and, and they sort of give you the sense that, listen, this family and this woman gave us 70 years of her life. This is the least we can do. Uh, we are getting close to the cathedral here. There's still a little bit of a ways to go before they get in there. But once they're in there, it'll be the public's first opportunity to actually walk inside and, and get somewhat close to the Queen's coffin and pay their respects as she lies and rests there for, for at least 24 hours. Um, people are going to be have to be waiting hours in line for their standing up. Okay. They're, they're giving people warnings to be very careful that there's going to be no place to sit. Savannah, I heard one report that when these, these services move to London, people are going to be maybe waiting 30 hours in line to see her for some of those events that are happening over there. But again, Savannah, having been here now for three or four days, uh, speaking to so many people from this country and then seeing the turnout here and the level of respect. I mean, I've never heard Edinburgh this quiet. Uh, everyone is so respectful watching this This tradition, watching this ceremony play out moment by moment.
2: And now this procession, which is moving quite slowly, but headed towards St. Giles Cathedral slowly uh, to mark the solemnity of the occasion and perhaps to afford that moment of prayer and reflection for the people who have chosen to line those streets shoulder-to-shoulder, packed on a pretty warm day here in the United Kingdom. And as Tom mentioned, this is the first part of the Queen's journey. She started at Balmoral Estate and then was driven, the hearse was driven, six hours south to the capital of Edinburgh. It will lie at St. Giles Cathedral for 24 hours so that members of the Scottish public could pay their respects and then we've flown Princess Anne as the chaperone to London once again, where tomorrow night the Queen will spend one final night in Buckingham Palace. On Wednesday, the procession moves to Westminster Abbey and there starts four days in which the Queen will lie in state. And it is expected there will be thousands upon tens of thousands coming to pay her respects, People have been warned there could be hours and hours of waiting, perhaps up to 30 hours. But based on the people we speak to here, the people my colleagues are speaking to in Scotland, they are more than prepared to wait that time just to have their moment of gratitude after seven decades of service. As we watch these images, I want to turn to Molly Hunter, my colleague who's here at Buckingham Palace with me. And Molly, I know you were at Windsor yesterday when Harry and William surprised the crowd by walking out together. What kinds of things do you hear from the people that are coming here to to pay honor to the Queen?
4: Savannah, that's right. And we're actually just across the river. We are in front of the Houses of Parliament. This is where, as you and Tom both just mentioned, millions of people, and I don't think that's an exaggeration, are planning to line up right around here, snake all the way around, and wait for their turn to pay their respects, to go into Westminster Hall and to file past the Queen. But you are right. We were in Windsor over the weekend. It was Saturday And we were expecting a lot of people, big crowds, Savannah, who were coming to Windsor Castle to pay their respects, to lay flowers. And then they started to put up some guardrails. And that is when a royal visit was kind of whispers of a royal visit went through the crowd. And about an hour or two later, out come the new prince and princess of Wales, of course, uh, William and Kate, and alongside them, the Duke and Duchess of Sussex, Harry and Meghan. And the crowd, Savannah, gasped. They were astonished to see them together. And all of a sudden, it went from kind of, a fairly somber mood. People obviously had brought their children, they had brought flowers. They were. There was lots of conversations about what this meant, what a national moment this was. And the crowd then became slightly more joyful. There were smiles, unexpected smiles. And we started talking to people, Savannah, about what it meant to see those brothers together. And everyone just felt like it was a really special moment. Whether or not it was uh, kind of lasting, whether or not it was just a moment of a temporary truce right now, Everyone felt that we spoke with, and we spoke with young, old, children, obviously, who were excited. Everyone felt like it was so special to see these brothers together. And one one woman actually told me that she felt like it was the Queen's final wish. I know that we've been talking a lot about how King Charles also wanted to see his sons together. Uh, but one woman said she believes the Queen had a hand in this, that she would have been so proud to see her grandsons there together. And truly, Savannah, the grandsons were talking to each other, uh, were smiling, were chatting, and then leading their wives down. And they then spent almost an hour talking and shaking hands to everyone, taking flowers from the crowd, of course, but really spending serious time having meaningful conversations. These two boys, Savannah, are so special to this country. And that's that was what everyone told us, that they just couldn't believe that they Uh, got to see something so special on a day of such importance.
2: And there's no question that watching images like the ones we're seeing where the Queen's children are walking behind the funeral procession and the cortege with the casket really brings to mind that tragic scene 25 years ago when Harry and William Walked behind their mother's casket, a totally different circumstance in which a young woman died shockingly and tragically. Here we have the Queen having lived a good long life, 96 years old, seven decades of service. And so the feeling in the crowd, I'm sure you'll agree, has been one of sadness and sorrow, but mostly gratitude, love, and joy, and affection for a life well lived and for a job well done. One of the notes I read as I walked through some of the floral tributes quoted the verse from Matthew's. Well, Matthew, well done, my good and faithful servant. And I think that is the feeling that we hear from the public. Wilfred Frost is with me, and I I think about King Charles. There he is walking. You can see him at the left side of the screen. He's in his military regalia as are three of the four of the Queen's children. He's 73 years old. He's the oldest monarch ever to take the throne.
1: Which speaks, as we, as we well know, to the extraordinary length of uh, his predecessor, his mother's um, reign. But I, I do also think worth reflecting on that at 73, there's a, a lot uh, on his shoulders this week. This walk in heavy military clothes, uh, only a mile long, but uh, in the heat, is, is not you know something that everyone does, particularly with the weight of duty that's been on his shoulders in the last couple of days and, of course, in, in the week ahead um, to come for him. But, but this is a great example, as Keir was saying duty first. They have a lot on their shoulders, but they're ready to deliver. And I think the interactions with the people are so important as part of the mourning process.
2: No question. And this is just the beginning of the mourning process. We're starting to see the procession. We're in Scotland. The Queen's casket is being moved first from Balmoral, then to the Queen's uh, palace in Edinburgh, the official residence of the Queen in Scotland, now to St. Giles Cathedral, where it will lie for a period of 24 hours they say the coffin is lying in rest that's the term and the members of Scottish public are invited to come and pay respects and at that point it moves on to London but I want to bring Keir Simmons in again as we talk about looking ahead Uh, Prince Charles excuse me King Charles will make a tour of the, the nations of the United Kingdom and it all culminates a week from today and the funeral the state funeral of Queen Elizabeth II Many, many world leaders expected to attend, including President Biden.
3: That's right, Savannah. We'll see scenes like this behind us uh, here outside Buckingham Palace uh, and in London in the days ahead. And it is an age-old tradition folks can go online and look up the funeral of the queen's father and see similar scenes in black and white uh, on uh, film it is something that uh, is traditional but all of this at the same time has been planned meticulously by the queen herself she was involved and one other it was occurring to me one other thought watching this at savannah uh, the Queen would have been, and as you watch uh, processions like this in the days ahead, uh, keep an eye out for the horses because that's what the Queen would have done. Uh, her love for horses uh, <laughs> surpassed almost anything. And I was watching and seeing the horse just to the right. Some people watching closely would have seen it too, I suspect. A uh, woman, perhaps having a little bit of trouble with her horse uh, because uh, earlier this year for Trooping the Colour, we were told, and it's an interesting point, that these horses often haven't been through this before, because, partly because of coronavirus, they, there weren't processions like this for a while. Uh, so a lot of, in a lot of cases, the horses are new to it. it despite the, the silence of the crowd, it can be a little frightening. And the Queen, watching a procession like this, would have seen every single detail and noticed anything that wasn't quite right. And she would have worried about any horse that seemed as if it was struggling a little bit.
2: Let's watch for a moment. Queen Consort Camilla has now assembled at the staircase to the St. Giles Cathedral where this prayer service will take place in a few moments. Other senior members of the royal family also expected. Let's watch a moment as this moment in history unfolds before us. Majesty Queen Elizabeth II arriving at St. Giles Cathedral in Edinburgh, Scotland. Her casket adorned with flowers from her beloved Balmoral Estate, a prayer service about to be held, senior members of the Royal Family and King Charles III in attendance. The first of many goodbyes to Queen Elizabeth this week, just days after her passing, having served seven decades as the monarch. Of the United Kingdom. Her casket as it moves into the cathedral will be placed at the centre, the throne of Scotland placed upon it, hymns, prayers, reflections. As a great stateswoman is laid to rest Wilfred Foss.
1: Well exactly, not quite laid to rest yet of course, but it really does have that feeling as if it is akin to the funeral that we await on Monday, the 19th of September, because it is uh, a religious service in a cathedral in a capital city with senior members of the person's family and senior members, more importantly, of the monarchy uh, in attendance alongside Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II's coffin, as you said, that will uh, have the Scots crown on top of it as a significant first uh, in that regard. And it's obviously, once again, We repeat the point, a very, very sad occasion, but also a great great occasion to allow this to take place in more than just one city of the United Kingdom, more than just one nation of the United Kingdom. Um, It's not quite the funeral yet, of course, but it does have that sort of solemn, serious uh, feeling about it.
2: It's uh, always uh, a moment when you see... The queen's children because it's always a stark reminder that though she is a queen she is a mother and those are children who grieve the loss of her mother we will continue to watch these pictures we will continue to cover the events these historic events taking place in the united kingdom but for the moment that concludes our coverage we will return most of you to the today show i'm savannah guthrie in london this has been an nbc news special report